0: All right, Rebbe. We'll say good morning. Let us begin. So we are continuing in Meretz Hashem in Os Nuntes this morning. So remember again, we began this particular we began this particular piece yesterday, and in here the Rebbe introduced us to the idea of the power of Talmud Torah. That whereas we often think as Talmud Torah as the way in which we learn what to do, what not to do, that Torah teaches us again mitzvah sase, mitzvah positive commandments, prohibitions. Mm-hmm. The Rebbe introduces us to the idea that Torah is in fact so much more impactful and profound. That Torah from Lashon hora, from Lashon of instruction or for losh or for Lushon of guidance, ultimately teaches us how to be introspective and goes ahead and allows us put, puts us in an introspective contemplative frame of mind to be able to go ahead and look at ourselves and look at life in a critical way so remember again the Rebbe. this piece is coming on the heels of the previous piece where the Rebbe taught that there's a gift in sin and the gift in sin is that sin has the ability to point out my deficiencies and shortcomings, which is incredible, which is wonderful, except it would, it would, the Rebbe says, is there a way to learn about my deficiencies and shortcomings without sinning? To which the Rebbe says, yes, Torah. That's when I learn, again, I become more attentive to myself. When I learn, I become more introspective. When I learn, I have the ability to go ahead and see my deficiencies and shortcomings even in the absence of sin. So let's continue with this idea. So we're picking up on page Kofman Be'ez. Kofman Be'ez, in the Be'uriach Hasidus, the right-hand column. So I I think we may have read this. I can prove this matter, says the Rebbe, from the following idea. So for example, even when a person learns Kachim, sacrificial matters that deal with Karbanos, Nikra osik interestingly enough, so remember, at think dimension we did mention this yesterday. Even when a person learns Kutchins, a person learning karbanas. So when I learn karbanas, there's nothing per se halacha for me. So if you assume that the power of Torah is that it tells me, what to do and what not to do. That the entire value of Torah li- lives in, in the realm of being an instructive guide for what to do in everyday life, which of course is a major part of Torah. Then what exactly do I get from Kodshin? What, what do I get? What do I get from that? Elamai says, Rabbi, you see that the power of Torah is such that even when I learn something that is quote-unquote not halacha lemaisa, in terms of the do's and don'ts in life, it's halacha in that it forces me to become a more introspective, thoughtful person. I've also said this is truly beautiful, what he writes now. The Hu Adavar. So let me explain to you how this works, says Reb Sadik. He says, Hu Adavar rak He quotes a beautiful and moving medrash echa where the Pasik says, azu lo shamaru. So the Pasik in Eicha says, Khaju laments the fact, Khla, they have left me, O Si Azavu, they have left me, Sora Silo Shamaru. I'm sorry, this is in this is in your And they did not keep my Torah. So also if you think about it, it sounds a little bit redundant, right? If you say O Azavu, they left me then of course that means they didn't keep my Torah. Same idea as if you say they didn't keep my Torah, that means they left me. So why does the Navi have to say both things? Why does it have to say, O si azavu, they left me, lo shamar, they didn't keep my Torah. So listen to us, listen to this incredible Madrush Eicha. because it's as if Kivyachol, the Ribbono Shalom says, Halavai, O si azavu, v'sor Listen, well, so this is wild? The man writes. Keshebaru says, "You know what? Halavai. I wish that they had just left me, but kept my Torah." And I will say, "What does that mean?" So can you can you imagine this? Keshebaru says, "You know what? If they don't want a relationship with me, okay, I can live with that. But at least they should keep my Torah." So I will say, "What? What? Shahare ba sheba machzir ha ba Sheba said, this is incredible. What the devotional was saying was, "If Khalisa would have just forsaken a relationship with me, I could have lived with that as long as they would have kept learning Torah, because if they keep learning Torah at least under those circumstances, the Torah will awaken the light within them. because when a person learns, when a person learns, as we were saying before, they become more introspective. When a person learns, they become more thoughtful. When a person learns, they're willing to encounter and they're willing to embrace their own shortfalls and deficiencies. Sahad so, Shbarachu said, even if Klavi Yisrael would have totally left me, if at least they would have kept learning my Torah, there would have been hope for personalistic rehabilitation. But Hu laments the double tragedy. They left me the Sora Sai Ves Sai lo and they didn't keep my Torah. They stopped learning, and when a Jew stops learning, the entire vehicle for introspection and the entire vehicle for self evaluation it dissipates. He goes on. He says shama arshabam asatova the or lachimo this <finds chega> is very profound. Reb Tzaddik writes, because the wisdom of Torah has the ability to go ahead and literally illuminate one from the foolishness, the foolishness of the Yitzhara until ultimately one finds their way back to the Rebano Shel Olam. So B's says, so herein lies the power of Torah, says Reb Tzaddik. So we see, it turns out, that according to Reb Tzaddik, there's really two elements to learning. There's the functional utilitarian part of learning, which is I learned Torah. Why? Because how 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 are you a functional Jew without Torah? Right. In other words, we'll say, "How do I keep Shabbos if I don't know halachas Shabbos?" And how do I keep Kashrus if I don't know halachas Kashrus? Right. And how do I how do I wash my hands in the morning if I don't know the halachos of Latila There's a functional piece I need to learn Torah in order to be able to to, to properly live. As a Jew, this is an incredibly important yesod. But part two says Reb Tzadik. And also to be novice. This is one of these dynamics where I think you, we were explaining, it, or you could try to explain it in words, but at the end of the day, the words don't really do it justice because it's a dynamic that you just have to experience in order to really understand its realness. The second dynamic to Torah is ultimately, again, when I go ahead and... I learn, it opens my eyes, and it opens my heart. To what? To me. I feel like a different person. I feel like a different person, and I'm willing to introspect, and I'm willing to self-evaluate, and I'm willing to engage in the process of self-judgment, and I'm willing to do all of these things so that I can really tackle my shortcomings and my deficiencies without having to sin. So I will say, so what Rup is positing is, there are two ways you come to the process of self-evaluation. Part part, part, by possibility one is I sin, and again the great part of sin. I know it sounds strange, but the great part of sin is I know what my weaknesses are. I know what my deficiencies are. I know what I have to do, but then there's the process of learning. And when I learn, I have the ability to go ahead and engage in this process of self evaluation without the sin. How does it work? Torah opens my mind. Torah, what say? Herein lies the power of Talmud Torah. Torah opens my mind, allows me to be self-evaluative, allows me to introspect, and allows me to truly see me for who I am, both the good as well as the not-so-good. The learning of Torah fundamentally transforms us. So the Rebbe goes on. He says, Amnam, Amnam, ha-Torah, so we'll say, let's at least begin this piece today, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go weiter. He says, in this process of learning Torah in a, in a, we'll call it self-evaluative or transformative fashion, there are different levels. There are different levels. He says, He says, so we'll say. So this is actually over here an interesting idea. Sadek says he the Gemara Sota, and the Gemara the idea that Torah migna u'matzla. Torah provides these two these two different aspects to it. Migna means it protects us, or I should say, like like a magain, or it shields me, and matzla it saves me. Protects me and saves me. And I will say, now, although those two words seem synonymous, they in fact mean two different things. So Rashi, for example, says, right? Rashi says, Migno Matzla. See, so he says, he says, Migna means it protects me from Yisur from punishments. From punishments, right? Or from suffering. That Torah has the ability to protect me from punishment and suffering. Matzla saves me means it has the ability to save me from the Yitzhakara. Two, two different components. Torah has the ability to save me from suffering, Migna, Masa from the so we'll say, Which tells you, we're going to see what Yitzhah so is going to say, that these two aspects show you the two different dynamics within Torah. He goes on, he says, He mm-hmm. says, Ours in we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up HaShem with this piece. but again, just to end off with these dynamics when, the, when we say that the Torah migna this is a, a phrase that's very often that's very often quoted about the power of Torah Migna it saves me from Yisurin, which can mean punishment or suffering Umatslah and it saves me from myself. it saves me from the tzara. So we'll stop over here for today we'll pick up HaShem with this, with this dynamic tomorrow.